<laughs> oh, yeah. Not Hi. Again. Hi. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's better. Okay. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Brain Candy Podcast. I'm, I'm Susie Meister. I'm happy to be here, too. Who are you? Oh, I'm Sarah Rice. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we're so happy to be here. We have a special topic today. A good topic, a crucial topic. It's mindfulness. But listen, we're not going to get too deep. No, we like to keep it light over here. We're going to have fun. And, uh, well, let's, let's start with the obvious. What is mindfulness? What do you think of it as? Okay. (laughs) Okay. I think if you can wrap, sum it all up, it's being in the moment, living in the moment and... Yeah. Letting go of that which we cannot control. You can't control the future. You can't control the past. And it's being present and aware of what you're doing when you're doing it. That about sums it up. But I, when I was in graduate school, I, um, in the doctoral program was a Sri Lankan Buddhist monk named Pema. Mm. And he was so great. And I harassed him all the time because... To me, it's funny to like be completely irreverent with people that are supposed to be reverent. <laughs> so it's a bad combination, he and I. But um, he was very kind to my hilarity. And he taught me that if you have trouble with being in the moment, with I think, which I think a lot of people do now because of, you know, like we've talked about before, technology and stuff. Boy, oh boy, is it hard. He says like a good rule of thumb is to listen to your body because the body can never be in the past or the present or the future. The body is always in the present. That's, and you know what? I was just listening to a neuropsychologist and a Buddhist who were giving a lecture on mindfulness. And they said that is a symptom of the environment that we live in, where we are very disconnected from ourselves. Yeah. Our ourselves as we, because we're constantly comparing ourselves to something else or striving to be better, or we're never just satisfied with ourselves. And we never really tell ourselves, you're perfect just the way you are. Mm. This is how you're supposed to be right now. Mm. Because we're bombarded constantly with messages that say, change this, do this, get this, buy this. And things that tell us, to not be satisfied with who we are yeah. in the moment. I mean, that's oh. the goal of almost every message that you get in the day. Everything says yeah. you're not good enough. Yeah. You need to be better. You're not quite there. You're not quite there. If you only had this clumping, non-clumping mascara, then your eyelashes would be better. <laughs> I totally fall for it, too. I do, too. Yeah. But if you feel that way, which, you know, part of the, the goal is to just be aware mm-hmm. of the fact that you're not in the moment... And then you can, that's why they recommend like breathing exercises. And the Buddhists had it all right. I know. They got a lot of things going. You know, I heard recently that Buddha can be considered the first cognitive psychologist (gasps) because those teachings and the, the, the teachings of Buddhism is essentially cognitive psychology. It's changing. And now our science is... Matt is is backing up all of those statements. Like we know a hundred with a hundred percent certainty 
that by thinking certain ways, you can change neural pathways. Mm-hmm. You can strengthen synapses. You can rebuild the myelin that's on coding each neuron in your brain that helps synapses work faster and work better. You can change the structure of your brain by thinking differently. And that's essentially what Buddhism says. But it's like exercise where like, Ugh, <laughs> who wants I to know. do that? The, ain't that the truth? Uh-huh. It's okay. I say this. It's so easy for me to tell you about how wonderful mindfulness. Ask me how many times a day I practice it. Yeah. Probably none. That's what, like, even if you could set aside 10 minutes to just sit and like feel the rug on your bum and feel the, yes. the air that's going in your nose or whatever. Like if you connect with your body and like the senses, what do I smell right now? What do I hear right now? At least that's happening right this second. But so 10 minutes. So I try to do this, right? So I set a timer on my phone and I sit down and I'm like, okay. And like your mind will wander and then you have to bring it back and your mind will wander and you have to bring it back. And it's like 10 minutes. It's like forever. Yep. And so, but then after 10 minutes, it's like exercise where you're like, oh, I'm so glad I did that. Yep. But why is it so hard? It should be so easy. And there's almost this fear. Man, I don't know. I'm trying to think of the times where I've I've kind of practiced that. And, you know, I listen to those meditation tapes. Have you ever listened to any of those? Oh, they're really helpful. So the one tape that I've listened to, they started out with the same kind of thing you do in yoga. And it's also... I always find it interesting when there's a common theme, like a string that you can, that links multiple religions together. And, and it kind of makes me go, Oh, maybe we should like consider that thought, you know, like maybe that's (laughs) like, if, if, like when multiple people are saying it. So the one that really get, that strikes me as something that's, that's really important and has great benefits is the om in yoga you know when you go om and you just do that does that not sound like amen and sounds like buddhist monks and doesn't it kind of give you the chills Mm -hmm. when you do that so the mindfulness tape that i've listened to and almost every religion has some version of like a chant a prayer something that ends with that yeah so in this in this tape they tell you and it's, there's a, it's a whole bunch of people who are doing this at the same time. So you do it and you don't feel silly in your living room because sure. on the tape are like 50 it's like other a people. Chorus. Yeah. So you, your voice is lost. So you don't do it. And I'm wearing headphones. So I do it and you do your alm thing. And then afterwards it, you just sit in the silence of it for 30 seconds. Here's what I don't get. Okay. What? Well, cause you're saying it feels great, right? Yeah. So like. When I drink a glass of wine, amen, sister, <laughs> I'm like, this is great. Yeah. I want to do this again. Yeah. So like the next day or whatever, I think, yeah, I want to do that. Why isn't that the same with things like oh, exercise my God, and meditating? That's the best qu- okay. 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 Why? Now I also hear it takes 21 days about to form a habit. I have no problem I've never done for that. 21 days, <laughs> but I have never, I've never done, done 21 days straight of, of 
that. Yeah, so we should maybe, do a challenge. Oh, should we? Should would do you do it? Yeah, I would. Okay, I would. And we can just like, ten minutes a day. Just ten minutes, and we can even say, let's just call each other this time in the morning. It'll be an experiment. We'll do, you know, ten minutes of however you want to do it. Yeah, and just do it for twenty-one days. That's not that long. We could do that. Yeah, I think I we should do would, that. I think our listeners would do it. Totally. Maybe oh, one or two. If you because. Don't we all kind of want that? And 10 minutes, that's... Well, you can do it when you're in the have 10 minutes. bathtub. You could do it when you're... If you're a dude and you are going in the bathroom and pretending to take a... Like, I know... Okay, you guys go in the bathroom for 20 minutes. What's going on in What's there? What's going on in there? <laughs> Nothing takes 20 minutes in the bathroom. <laughs> and if it does, then you have more problems than... Okay, this is a totally sidebar. Okay, that's okay. I have a theory on this. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is my <laughs> women sit down every time they use the bathroom. Yeah. So it's when we sit down, it's sit down, get up, sit down, get up. We don't like but men because they stand up all the time, if they are gonna go sit down, they need to be committed to actually sitting down. That's since they don't do it that often, they commit to the sit <laughs> and they sit down for like they're like, oh, I might as well get a magazine. Right. I never want to use any of the, touch any of those magazines no, after they come out of the no, bathroom. No, no, I had a roommate who used to take his computer in there and then I'd be like, blah, 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 wash that thing. <laughs> you wash your hands, but you're not washing your Well, <laughs> everyone takes their phone in though. There's, uh, blah. I we just don't. have to let that go. You don't take your phone in the bathroom. No, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I like to do my business quickly. This is insane. I'm what? very mindful of how oh, much time is. <laughs> you go, you're, where do you put it? When you go in the bathroom. In the toilet like everybody else. What are we talking about? <laughs> your, your phone. Oh. <laughs> I yeah. leave it on the counter. I'm so, I don't carry it with me at all times. Oh, that's the difference between <laughs> me and you. <laughs> I had no idea. Oh, no. Well, this explains how long it takes you to get back to me. Yeah. Because <laughs> I just leave it somewhere, and then I go back and get it later. Okay, well, the rest of us have it all the time. Okay. Listeners, please, you know, shout amen to yeah. Susie. <laughs> because we all just carry it, like, in our pocket or in our hand. And then when we go to the bathroom, it's just sort of there. And then you just go through Twitter or whatever. Yeah, I, you know. It like gets like real dirty, though. It is. But that's besides the point. Right, I know. We're anyway, talking about mindfulness. Uh, <laughs> we're not being mindful. We're not. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. But we could do a 21-day challenge. Yes. I will notify our listeners on social media. And then everyone could just do 10 minutes. And then we could report back. And maybe some people will be like, I didn't see any difference. Mm -hmm. And we could say if we did or didn't. And I think there's, you know, 
you kind of said it was like working out or like exercise. There's this, nothing works fast. Nothing works immediately. You know, there's this idea that we're going to practice mindfulness and all of a sudden we're just going to have the best day ever. But I think it's really you or that it's going to come easily to you. I, it is not easy to sit and just be silent for 10 minutes and try to shut your brain down. Yeah. Oh, my brain does not want to shut down. Nothing. Mm-hmm. It's like there are a million different conversations going on in there. And it's just constantly like, you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this. Well, so when you exercise, because you're a big gym yeah. person, yeah. do you use headphones and listen to music the whole time or what? Um, I'm in a gym that has music playing the whole time. Mm. So there is music in the background. What do you do? At the gym or what do I like, what I think about or what What do you think about? Like if you're running or something at the gym. Oh, oh, you know what I do? I, I do a trick that we've talked about before about what, uh, what you can do to become happier. And one of the things you can do is envision your best future self. So while I'm working out, I really try to envision my ideal post-workout self. Like, the, Wait, what do you picture? The kind of motivation, the thing that motivates me, uh, like if I run in front of a treadmill that happens to be in front of a window that has a reflection in it, I will run way longer because it's like I look at myself in the eyes as I'm running and I go, you can do anything. You can climb any mountain. But who's your you future can... self? Super fit or something? Yeah. Like, okay. like in the ideal, like the ideal physique I want, the ideal, you know, just your best future self, like the self that you, you know, cause for me, it's something I've struggled with my whole life is being fit and it's something I've always had to work at. And so the envisioning myself like how I want to be, I think helps get me to that place. And I feel much more motivated when I can, in my mind's eye, see the self that I want to be post all this working out, I guess. So are you a big cardio person or are you into like no, I'm yoga? Big, uh, oh, well. Weights? I think they all serve different benefits. I okay. think speaking on mindfulness... As somebody who's a yoga instructor and, and was certified as a yoga instructor, I see the importance in yoga teaches the mind-body connection. Hmm. And I think that is something, that is what we, what you mentioned at the beginning of this episode, how you said that there's a disconnect from our, and you have to really think about like, feel the carpet on your feet, feel this. Like the we air fill your lungs. don't do that yeah. ever. And I think when you do yoga, you're flowing through movement almost to the point where it becomes second nature. Like that's why a lot of the, uh, routines that a yoga instructor will go through will be repetitive. Sometimes you'll float, you'll do it one time, uh, holding each stretch a little bit longer, and then you'll do it a second time a little faster. And then you'll do a third time to the beat of your breath. And so you really know the move before you go into it. So it's almost second nature and you, and there's that muscle memory there and you don't have to think, where do I put my foot? You just know because you've already done this move three times. Oh, my foot goes here. And during that time, you're able to connect to your breath 
You're able to connect your body. You're able to feel your body connect to the floor. You're better when you... So it teaches you how to be mindful in that moment. And that's why I think that that is so beneficial. What do you think about people that think like all the things you're saying is like a little too woo-woo? What do you mean woo-woo? You know what I say to them? (laughs) You know what I say is that I believe more in in science than anything else. I, I think that science backs me up on this. I think that any cognitive behavioral therapist would tell you that you need to change your behavior to change your mind. Would you not? That's like an like if you have an OCD, if you or if you have obsessive compulsive disorder, if you have a behavior that you want to change. It's you, not often connected to exercise, though. I feel like like what you're saying that mm-hmm. there's a disconnect. Mm-hmm. So there's things that people might do, like go to therapy or whatever, to help them mentally. Yeah. But then they'll do something different when they want to fix their body. So, you know, so like connecting them seems a little too like, oh, "Oh, hippy dippy. Yeah, I do too. But like, I can hear the, like my mom or somebody saying like, that's like peace, love, dope kind of thing. You know, have they been to a yoga class? No. See, if just go to one and tell me how you feel afterwards. Yeah. A lot of time. And the same way, uh, you said, we both said it's hard to just sit and meditate for 10 minutes, you get very resistant to it. It's for some people, they're very resistant to yoga and the idea of just being on your mat and being present. That's a a good yoga instructor will tell you, like be present on your mat and you're just here in the class and let everything else go. And what do you think about hot yoga? Oh, I love it. We've talked about this. And I, I hate we, it. I know you hate it. This is so <laughs> silly because you, because you tell me that it's not, it's like fake working out because you just get sweaty and think you've worked out a lot. <laughs> Why I, do you love it? Because it stretches you? I love it. I feel like it's a different kind of release. It's a, I feel better. And I just really do feel like those toxins are just sweating out of my body. Yeah. And, and food babe, she's all into that I and love it. says the same thing. And she says that after she's like traveled and you know how you're on vacation yep. and you eat different things, she can actually feel like it burn. The sweat feels different. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Um, oh gosh. Who was telling me? I read something somewhere. I, I looked up why certain countries eat spicy foods because I was really interested in why that's a thing in some cultures, but not in others. And there was some connection between heat and sensations and heat. And I thought it was like the food was going rotten fast. No, I really did. Did you? Yes. One of my professors said that. And so I believed it. It could be a lie, but I thought that it was like when it's hot, like in, India or Mexico, where they prefer spicier foods, that the food's going bad quicker. Oh, and I heard it had something to yours do with sounds your better. Me- <laughs> metabolism and oh, in those countries needing that sounds way more and and it boosting your immune system to get a little bit of heat. Because have you ever had a cold and had really spicy foods and the it almost fights off the cold? No. Oh, that was like the trick in my family. If anybody had a sinus infection, you would have really spicy Thai food. Or really spicy Indian food, and the next day you'd wake up and your sinuses would be clear and everything would be hmm. fine. And I thought it was truly just to cover up the bad food. 
Well, I really hope that mine. I hope yours is right. Not yours. Right. I mean, yours sounds good too, but. <laughs> No, I mean, you could be right, but it, to me, it made sense. Like, oh, their food was going bad, so they had to, like, cover mm-hmm. it with flavor. That, well, that but who knows? But Maybe it's a little both. Maybe it is. And something about heating up the body, like raising the body temperature, has positive effects on the body and metabolism, and it speeds up your metabolism. And I could see heat doing the same thing. I just I feel better. Know, I feel like, cleansed, and I feel super sweaty and... I would love to hear from our listeners about like what they like to do or if they don't like to do it at all, or if they had a good or bad experience with, with hot yoga, hot yoga, regular yoga, mindfulness, any of it. Cause I, I love men hearing tend from to be them. kind of resistant to yoga, but I think Why? Be, this is interesting, you know, cause I took my husband to a yoga class once when we first started dating and he was like, this is so boring and so horrible. I think it's cause they're bad at it. I bad at they're it. And also flexible. because he's so in his head he oh. could not. It's the equivalent of telling him to sit there for a half an hour and just be. He won't meditate. Because yoga is meditation to movement. Will he not meditate? No. If he... <gasps> I don't think oh so. God. I don't. We think have he... to get him on this challenge. I don't think he does really. Twenty-one days. I think he days. would benefit the most from it. People that would that benefit the most from be... it don't oh, want to do it. My God, he can't be still. I. Ha- oh gosh, he's gonna kill me. He's gonna kill me. I, I... He won't really kill me, but I always just tell, oh gosh, he'd be, I'm just going to say it. Um, he, one of his friends came up to me and was like, I think we need to have an intervention because he always needs to be doing something all the time and he needs to just chill or he's going to like have a heart attack and just like all this stress. He can't take it. It's not, we're telling him we want him to just relax. I mean, it's not like he's doing anything wrong. He's not doing anything that he would, he's, he's doing everything what he needs to do and from? doing more, but I just want him to like veg out and Simmer. Just like sit for a bit yeah. and like put the phone down and put the emails down and you don't need to check any reports and you don't need to do anything and you just need to sit here and you know, you don't need to be checking any like NFL stats. You just need to like be. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to the Brain Candy Podcast with Susie Meister and Sarah Rice. So, kind of on the same topic, whenever I was in grad school, Adam, my husband, and I did this documentary where we... Me and my friends decided we were going to try a different religion every month for five or six months. And so we did Judaism, Buddhism, Islam, um, evangelical, Catholic. I think that's all. Maybe one more. But what we found, because when you're doing one a month, you kind of are able to compare them a little better than if you're just sort of like... uh, what are these different traditions? And mindfulness was one of the themes that we See, saw. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. When something is found yeah. across traditions, traditions yeah. I go. There's something to it. Yeah. Like love like, your neighbor. Yeah. I was just going to say, rule. like, don't kill someone. Yeah. Like, yeah, we kind of <laughs> all believe that. So, like, maybe we should do that. You know? Yeah. The golden rule. That's, there are, there are just. The details, you guys can sort them out, whatever the heck yeah. you want to believe. Go ahead. I don't yeah. Care. If you don't want to eat 
this and you don't and you want to wear special underwear go i don't give a crap then you you do that and you rock those but when there's something that is across the board you see and i go hmm yeah maybe this is important so like in buddhism we meditated um for judaism we practice shabbat yeah where you know you Shut down all your oh, stuff. And, I love that. Yeah. I want to do that. Yeah. That was that really good. And then evangelicals, of course, there's prayer. Mm-hmm. It's the same idea. And, uh, uh, oh, this is great. So have you heard of blue zones? Oh, no. What is that? Okay. So blue zones are that areas where people live the, longer. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So blue zones are, are areas of the world where the average age is significantly higher than other places in the world. And there are only about six or seven of them. And we're talking everyone lives to be a hundred and four, hundred and six. Yes. There's Japan. There's a place in (laughs) Italy. Uh, I think it's Sardinia or something like that. Yeah. Then the one that I couldn't fricking believe what is like, Altadena, California, Loma Linda, Loma Linda, California. And I went, what? Loma Linda, California. What Where the is that? heck is going on there? Well, it happens to be a seventh day Adventist oh. community. Yeah. And they, there, and so these researchers, there was a man who's, of course, his name, I don't know his name, but he wrote a book on this and he wanted to find the commonalities across these different blue zones and things that were similar in everyone. And, uh, one of the things that was similar is they all had a day of reflection. They all have a day of peace of, of shutting off everything of being with nature. Seventh day Adventists take, uh, what do they call mindful walks? So on Sundays they go as a family and they take a walk and also all of these people lived in places where uh, they were very hilly. So they naturally walked up and down hills all the time. All their houses were built multiple stories. So they were doing a lot of walking up and down and up and down and up and down. They all had a very a plant-based diet where they weren't eating a lot of proteins. The majority of it are plants. They also... They don't drink booze. No, they did. No, not Loma Linda. Loma Linda Seventh doesn't. Seventh-day Adventist don't. Though, Loma Linda did not, but <laughs> Italy... Italy does. Oh, you bet your booty they do. <laughs> and they and in Japan, they smoke cigarettes. They it had It had very little to do with... All right, that makes me feel better. It should make you feel fantastic because... And, oh my gosh, I watched this documentary on it, and the funniest thing, they have this little old lady who's from one of these towns who's like 106, still drives herself everywhere, <laughs> and she's like hanging out the car window smoking a cigarette, and like... In Japan? Uh, no, she was in... I think she was at one of the Italians. That's funny. And just... And the other thing that they had in all these cities is they... All these little towns is they all had a respect for elders they all so in in one town they instead of having at the local bar the local watering hole they instead of having like the the poster of the bikini model account like the calendar of the bikini model they had a calendar of local old people who were like the old person of the month like the like people in the community who were like pillars of the community and people who were local, like 
not legends, but but people who were looked up to in the yeah. community. And those people, they weren't ever cast aside. Like, we just stick our old people in, like, a home and are like, oof, let's not look at them and let's not... But these yeah. people were like, yes. You Even know. like South American countries are appalled by our nursing home idea. Oh, it's real terrible. Like it's we real. can't take care of our, oh, our, our generation. Yeah, yeah. That's horrible. It really is. But I am the same way. Like, can you imagine your life right now and then being like, oh, by the way, here's your parents. You don't even really like that much <laughs> <laughs> to take care of. Oh you my know? gosh. Like, I wish I knew how they, well, get to that these communities are all set up where there's a strong like friendship and a strong community and all these people had like the in japan there was this little these little ladies there are like 10 of them who have hung out since elementary school and they're all besties and they all still meet multiple days a week and all get together and they have their little communities like if we had you know and that's coming up we're starting to see how do you think you're gonna die how do I think I am? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's not very mindful or maybe it is. I don't know. I mean, it can be. Okay. Let's think. Um, that's not very mindful. <laughs> Are you scolding probably... me? <laughs> <laughs> it sounded a little bit like I was. Well, no, I was just curious. Like if you had a sense. Definitely not young. Like, you know how some people, oh gosh, I have a friend who passed away young. I, Ryan Knight from the challenge who died, uh, Gosh, really like alcohol related to death and a drug over it, kind of, if you ask me. But he. Well, who disagrees with that? I don't think it's official. I don't think everyone knows. But come on. Yeah. You know, he. Something like that happened. And rest in peace. Like, he was a wonderful, wonderful really? guy. He really was, who did have a good soul. Well, why was he doing that? I think he, he had a lot of injuries. He was a hockey player who had a lot of injuries, and he. I think was given at the time prescription medication that I'm not, I mean, that's a big epidemic. It was the trigger. It it really is. I think that, that made it difficult, but he would say that he always had a feeling that he was going to like live fast, die young kind of feeling. And I, I've heard that before, but I, do you think it's self-fulfilling? Maybe. I think you have to have this kind of, uh, careless attitude if you have those thoughts, but I, I mean, I'd like, I see, I see myself as an old person doing crossword puzzles. I don't, (laughs) that's great. I don't remember the details on this story, but I know that Michael Jackson believed that about himself Mm -hmm. and that he would sign autographs, Michael Jackson. And then I think it was the year that he thought he was going to die. It was like earlier than he actually did die. It was like when he was 40 or whatever. And so he would write the year on his autographs. Wow. So from a very early age, he had that sense. But again, I don't know to what degree that's just self-fulfilling. When you believe that, then you might live differently than if you're someone who wants to maintain life. Okay, this is perfect. Because that, I think that's a really good point to make that, is that a self-fulfilling prophecy? And I think that's what mindfulness in the right sense can help because now we know that thinking a certain way can change your brain and a change in your brain can change behavior. So by you switching your thoughts, you can switch your behaviors, which can switch the course of your life and, and outcomes for certain events. If you 
Gosh. You know what I mean by that? Yeah. So by changing the way you think, you can change the course of your entire life. Yes. I think there's no doubt about that. And that's what a therapist would say. That's what somebody who's would say you need prayer would say. That's what, you know, we've heard that before. Yeah. And I think it's all the same thing is what we really need to look at is you need to change the neurological structure of your brain. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I almost feel like people that think they're going to die young, it's like a weird form of narcissism. Mm. Um, that Because the people that I know that have said that, and I've even said that, that, that I have this sense of like not... I don't want to say it. Cause don't, I don't say that. I've been here forever. I don't want it to be true. Okay. I, I really don't, but I always felt that. And then I heard other people say it and it was all like people that do reality TV and like <laughs> narcissists. Yeah, totally. Totally. And so I think maybe because we kind of put people that die young mm-hmm. on a pedestal mm. that there's almost like a part of the narcissist that craves that. Oh, I can, I can see that. Yeah. So I don't like that idea, but I think it might be true, mm. you know, cause when you think about it, Janis Joplin, or I just saw, I just read an article about Amy Winehouse oh, and yeah. Elvis and all these folks that are like, and you would absolutely consider those people narcissists, which yeah. I, I, Oh, I might get some heat for saying that people, that people like Amy Winehouse or like Kurt Cobain or well, that, can that bring great things to their life. Though. Yes. And there is nothing, let me stress that there is nothing wrong with being self-interested yes and narcissistic in 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 a certain way that is some of the best presidents were some of the best leaders were i guarantee you every single fortune 500 ceo is because that uh i just read an article about why we love kanye west and why it's okay for him to be a narcissist because there's something very attractive about that. It's compelling. Sure. Yeah, it really is. And also that, uh, uh, we have multiple studies that prove that narcissists, people who have inflated self, a sense inflated self of sense will do better on cognitive tests and creative tests. Mm-hmm. Um, oh gosh. Well, the, what's her the... name? Oh, <sighs> There's a fem- a famous female psychologist who had this test where she gives people a box of matches, a thumbtack, a board, and like a few other items, oh, and a candle. And she says, make the candle, like attach the thumbtack, or attach the... the the matchbook holder to the board with the candle on it and light the thumb, like using these, uh, it, it almost seems like an impossible task with the, the uh, materials given. But the people who are able to figure it out and figure it out the fastest 
are people who have that inflated sense of self. And you can also uh, trigger an inflated sense of self. You can trigger narcissism by giving somebody a very simple task and then overly congratulating them for completing the task and then asking them to do this test, test that requires a little more creativity and they'll be better at the creative test if you praise them for their work that they had just done. That's troubling. There's... Why? I think that's exciting. So I mean... all we have to do is stimulate creativity and stimulate... Okay, but then you get an inflated sense of self as a result. <laughs> okay, well, and... then you end up like me. So they did this study similarly where the teacher was told that certain students in the class were... Uh, yes, I've yeah. read this. Continue. They were, Explain that. you know, of high IQ mm-hmm. and that by the end of the school year, those students had higher IQs yep. than when they started, even though they were chosen at random. They didn't actually have higher IQs than the rest of the class. The teacher but, treated yeah. them like that. And nobody knew it was double blind. So like mm-hmm. nobody knew who was who, but the truth was that because the way the teacher treated those students, those students rose to different levels. And that it confirms a lot of what I suspected already, but it's still troubling. It reminds what you said reminds me of that. And it's like, reality doesn't matter. I absolutely, oh gosh, isn't that? It bums me out because it seems like certain kids at a very young age get pegged as bright. Yes. And I think if you ask me, a lot of times that is actually just their parents have a little more money and are more involved. Or also they fall into the cat. They are bright or they're able to complete the tasks that we give them, you know, but we're ignoring the kid who may be fantastically gifted at music. Mm-hmm. But because it doesn't fall into a standardized test, yeah. you can't you can't give a standardized test that tells you that he's a music prodigy. Yeah, those kids get lumped into the oh they're or, or like my husband was labeled dyslexic and put in special ed classes his whole life. He's now a successful VP of a you know like freaking huge company. Yeah, but he was labeled as because. He read things backwards, mm-hmm. you know, and we do this labeling and then it's like that. You said like manifest as like you just live up to one. Well, you're look, like when you initially said it, you kind of were looking at it like, Hey, everything is malleable. Like we can form people to be better than what they thought they could be. But on the flip side, we can sort of give certain people an advantage mm. and leaving other people behind unnecessarily like your husband well it just bums me out so now as adults who maybe were children who got treated like that and were categories like that put in those categories we have to kind of fight to boost our own i don't know sense of self really yeah well so the good news is as adults we can all be self-aware. Yes. And that is why mindfulness works. Yeah. Because you can counter all that. And it's hard because you were fighting, you know, we, you asked in the beginning, how come it's so like, it sounds so easy, but why don't we do it? 
Yeah. I still don't know. Yeah. Because, and now it becomes a little more clear. We're fighting years of being told that we're less than less than that. Yeah. Nobody says, that's why I love my meditation tapes. Yeah. Because they say in those tapes, you are perfect just the way you are. You are perfect in this moment. Nothing about this moment. Oh, okay. And I want to say this. I think the majority of us walk around thinking that we are products of everything that's happened to us. And that's kind of the general understanding of who we are, of who we are as human beings. Well, I'm Sarah who happened to had gone through this kind of childhood upbringing that caused this kind of trauma. I experienced these sort of things and that left this mark on me. And we, we look at ourselves as a result of all these things that happened to us when really we can change and we can be our reactions to those things instead. Instead of being Sarah, the, you know, sexual abuse survivor who, uh, whatever, you name it. I can be Sarah who survived this mm-hmm. or Sarah who you're, or who overcame this instead of the person who that happened to. It's looking at yourself as a victim versus looking at yourself as this survivor and thriver. And it's so easy for us because we're reminded all the time that we are suffering from this, suffering from that. You watch television and it's like, do you have restless leg syndrome? Do you have, I I don't have anything of that, but I think I need Humira. I don't even know what the heck it is, but I watch so many commercials. All of a sudden I'm like, I probably need that. I've seen it like so many times. I just see the commercial all the time. And I'm like, do I have that? Do I need that? What is that? What do I have? You know, do I need an MAO inhibitor? Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. There's a lot of language that we absorb. Yeah. Yeah. When really we need the, we need someone to be like, look at how much badass stuff you did. Look at just, you were just like a person today and being a person is hard and good job on doing that. And nobody sells us that. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more, but you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. All right, so here's what we're going to do. I hate when people on Facebook post about their lame... 21 day challenges and like, (laughs) you know, after like day three, like they suddenly don't post anymore and you're like, uh oh, yeah, (laughs) didn't go well. We as a podcast collective can do a 21 day thing where it's just 10 minutes a day. All you have to do is be still and listen, and people. We're not asking you to give up booze or sugar we would or anything never crazy. We're not do that. We would never. All we're doing is asking you. We're to not add monsters. Or no, or no. 
mad scientists over here. Well, I I'm asking think you to add something to your schedule. Ten minutes. We got that. Maybe what we could do, because I know everyone's grabbing their phone like I am in the morning. Instead of grabbing your phone, just go sit for ten minutes with your eyes closed and... Don't think about anything. If your mind goes to think about something, bring it back to your breathing. Mm-hmm. That's always like breathing a good go to. And like, let's see what happens. Maybe it's nothing. And then we'll tell, we'll say Talk nothing. I feel the same. Maybe it's I something amazing. I have a good amazing. trick for people who are experiencing those thoughts that come in. Cause I struggle with that a lot. And there are a million different ways to think about this, but I imagine those thoughts as they come into my brain and I imagine myself working one of those helium balloon tanks. And when those thoughts come in, it's like I turn on the gas and I fill up the balloon with those thoughts. Then I tie off the balloon and then I let the balloon go up in the air. And I don't so much worry about the dolphins or the sea turtles that the balloon affects because this is only an imaginative balloon. I mean, I don't even know how we're friends. (laughs) (laughs) So I try to do this and I try to like... Put those thoughts into a balloon and send them away. And if you can visually do that, it's like the thought comes in and you go, oh yeah, sure, that's a thought. But now I'm just sending it off and you don't dwell on the thought. As weird as that is, I'll allow it. it, Just try it. I I hate this because everyone will write and be like, Sarah, I tried your balloon thing and it worked great. (laughs) And I'll be like, so you should try it. You're like Newman. Okay, I (laughs) I didn't invent this. I can't take the credit. This is something that has been passed down to, I mean, I've heard on a million different Chinese rituals. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) This is something that is is a trick that I have been told by many, many other people who practice mindfulness. All right, friends. We'll give it a try. Even if you only last a day, we want to hear from from you we want to hear how it goes yeah because what the heck let us know and if you're into yoga or like hot yoga i want to hear from you tell me what you like about it or you don't like um brain candy podcast on facebook brain candy pod on twitter the brain candy podcast.com what else brain candy podcast on insta oh, I mean, come on people people we know <laughs> that you like the show <laughs> but i need some validation prove it prove it so i'm gonna need some reviews or something and tell your friends man tell your friends it's good i listen to it so yeah what does that tell you she's throwing balloons out into the world (laughs) whatever all right people talk to you next week bye